Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I'm Kristen, and this is the podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And with me again is Emily. Hello, hello. And Zen. Hey. Hey, yo. So before last week, when we had our best-selling author, Laura Morelli, on our podcast, we had a little thing we were calling one, two, three. One, two, three was where we put um, a topic, chose our favorite worldwide location that meets criteria to us, three examples of said topic, and then three pieces of trivia dealing with that location. And after our trial run, where each of us kind of did our own thing, I don't know if we really understood the assignment, uh, we have refined it uh, to one, two, three. So now it is one answer, two supporting examples to our answer, and three interesting factoids about our answer. <laughs> Say answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Hopefully the word answer is really ingrained in your mind. It's all about the answer. <laughs> yeah. And the best of all, uh, the thing is being marketers, actually one, two, three has a little bit more ring than a one, three, three. <laughs> okay. This <is> true. So, <laughs> one, three, three. Anyways. Um, so today's topic is drum roll. We need one of those, we gotta get those toys yeah, back. Our sound effects. Yeah. The sound sound effects. Yeah. Um, we'll be in the office soon. Anyways, best or your favorite accommodations um, we've been to, or while traveling, and we'll get on that right right away after our sponsor's lovely message. When you look back upon your life, and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Okay, so I'm going to go first. My... Obviously, we've all traveled. We stayed in a lot of different accommodations. The place that my favorite place is the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. Hmm. Um, the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. Have you guys seen it? Maybe. It's in Waikiki. I mean, Waikiki's literally. There's a lot of hotels. <laughs> it's it's the big pink one. Maybe it's been a long time. Okay. I haven't been to Hawaii in a while. Okay, so in Waikiki. It's called the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. And when you're going around town, if you drive past it, it's kind of, you can't miss it because it's this big, huge, pink, pinkish hotel. And it is like roughly about 95 years old. And it's a very rich history. Um, so it's my favorite. I've been to nicer hotels. I've been to places that are fancier, et cetera, et cetera. But the Royal Hawaiian just has something really special about it. So it's the Royal Hawaiian hotel. So what are my two things that to support this with? Um, well, I did mention it has a 95 uh, year history and, um, it's a, they have some, uh, they renovated it, but they have some of the old tr- traditional suites. And I, um, I actually got stuck there accidentally because I've told the story before. Um, when I got married, I forgot to renew my passport. Yes. And story. And, and my, um, 
my wife was tr- trying to divorce me on the first day of our <laughs> marriage because we couldn't leave Hawaii to go to um to Hong Kong at the point. So I said, so I called up, I was a platinum member at that point because I was opening franchises and I called up um, Starwood at the time, which is Sheraton. And I called him, Hey, um, I have an unexpected stay <laughs> in Hawaii and I just got married. I'm on my honeymoon and I need, I'd like to use some points. Do you have any suggestions? They said, yeah, for two days, why don't you stay at the Royal Royal Hawaiian? And we got this amazing old suite with old wood floors. The whole door was one solid piece of wood that was carved in like mm. a tiki manner. Mm. Um, it had these, I mean, it, it made you felt like you were in old Hawaii. Um, it was also on the beach. So that's my second one. It's on the beach. So you walk out the back and you're actually on the beach and they have all sorts of activities that you can purchase or whatever. But we actually learned how to surf. Um, we took surfing lessons back there. So those are my the two reasons. It's on the beach. It's got a long history. Um, it's it's now they got newer towers. So if you want old parts, you can go in the older parts. They but also they have towers which are more contemporary, brand new ones. Um, it's in the center of Waikiki, in the middle, like in the middle of everything. So it's it's really fun if you if you're a Waikiki kind of person. That is. Then you said that you took surfing lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to ask: Have you ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No. Because oh, wait. they're in Hawaii, and Paul uh-huh. Rudd plays a surf instructor, and it's one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> oh, okay, God. I'm going to watch it. Who knew? <laughs> Chuck, anyways, um, I was just envisioning you taking surfing lessons with him, and that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to look this yeah. up. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. So, um, you know, it was, it was funny because the water was kind of really smooth so we got up a time or two but it just wasn't there really wasn't waves but i had a great time um that's all that matters yeah. oh i need three factoids right uh yeah, um, yeah. oh yeah I, I have not been counting oh i haven't gotten with fact i haven't done factoids so okay. um a lot of famous people have stayed there hmm. so like nelson rockefeller henry ford ii um D- douglas fairbanks um all had their honeymoons there. Nice. Oh. Not just a hotel stay. They had their honeymoons. Um, also, the um, presidents, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, um, and Crown Prince Akito and his uh, wife, wow. Princess Mi- Mikio, had stayed there. Wow. Um, which I thought is really kind of cool. Um, I don't think I got the same rooms as they did. <laughs> <laughs> the penthouse suite or whatever no but we had we were at, and we were actually not even facing the water but it was huge it was bigger than my apartment at the nice. time nice. <laughs> um this so that's fact one fact number two they have their own historian <gasps> that's so cool wow okay because On they have so much history yeah <laughs> so so if you go online and go like um look, go on go to YouTube and go like Royal Hawaiian History Tour, um their historian has a um that does a tour and they actually have a virtual tour that you can watch on YouTube and learn about the history of the hotel. 
Um, I'm going to go with two, one more. Um, during World War II, obviously there was no hotel guests. And the Navy rented all the rooms and put servicemen in there to give them a relaxing place to stay in between the battle, their battles. Wow. Wow. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting too. So, um, and then the last thing is the reason why it's bright pink. So now I'm going, I'm lying and I'm going a one, two, four. Um, the reason why it's pink is it's based off of a Spanish Moorish architecture. And that's why they made the stucco pink because it's based off of that type of Spanish Moorish architecture. Nice, I love that. So it's very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So one, two, four. <laughs> one, two, four. Easy enough. Yep. Using it yet again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily. With the one and two. Okay. I think I understood the assignment this time. <laughs> okay. So my place is. The Furama Resort in Da Nang, Vietnam, which is central Vietnam. I've only been there once, and I think we only stayed for one night. But I think about it as, like, if I ever went back Mm -hmm. to Vietnam to, like, you know, as a relaxing kind of trip. Um, The last few are, I usually just go for family, so we don't necessarily explore much. Um, But if I were to go back, I have to stay here. And it is amazing so the furama resort it's a beachfront resort i have probably mentioned this once or twice in past episodes this is the resort we went to when i forgot my swimsuit and this is why i pack a swimsuit for every <laughs> all the time <laughs> yes regardless of where i'm going like uh, a very luxurious area right yes yeah. it is yes um, and i wish well i was like 10 maybe or even maybe even younger so i didn't really understand how well i understood how amazing the resort was but i didn't really understand like the culture or history or anything around the actual city or area which i wish i did because doing research for this it's very fascinating um there's like lots of cool places to go to which i will get to um so my one is Danang, and then my two is reasons why. So I said the beachfront, it's amazing. You walk through the hotel and you're taken into like multiple swimming pools that kind of waterfall into each other. And then it goes straight into these whites, the white sandy beaches. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. So just like the resort itself, beachfront pools, they have like this area um, of like palm trees it's like a hammock area so you could just lay in hammocks all day if you wanted to um they've got like tiki bars and other things so it's really cool and my second reason is the food it's actually um if you go on their website i think it's like one of the first things they actually advertise is that they're a culinary resort so they're really known for their food which I, again, I didn't know. I knew the food was good, yeah. but I didn't know it was that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's really cool because they do a lot of um, traditional Vietnamese dishes and then they'll like kind of modernize it and do fusion stuff. But they also bring in a lot of just European culture or European food as well. And this is very yummy because they do like full breakfast buffets. Um, so just great food. And then my like, two and a half, I guess my little half 
a reason is their holiday celebrations. So we happened to stay there during, might have even been Christmas Eve or during Christmas time, but they put on the so such amazing celebrations from the one night we were there um and it was completely free just i think it happened in like either the lobby or like the central i don't know it was it's a huge resort so there was just lots of stuff going on everywhere and then during the holidays the food gets even better because you know celebrations um and then I was looking on their website and they have a huge Lunar New Year mm-hmm. um, celebration too. So that's really cool if you can s- maybe schedule your your time there during a holiday. Um, awesome. Okay. So I did my one, my two and a half, and then my three factoids. Well, we might go a little overboard with the factoids. Okay. Yes, exactly. So... In case you don't know, Da Nang is a, like we said, central Vietnam, part of central Vietnam. It's a coastal city um, known for its sandy beaches and the fact that it was a French colonial port in the past. So that's kind of like just general information. Uh, but Wasn't all of cool, Vietnam a French colonial port? Yeah, <laughs> yes. But this, there was a port here. <laughs> uh, but yes, so... Da Nang's location is actually uh, a really good jumping off point to three World Heritage sites. Ooh. And there's, which I did not know, there's Hoi Ang, which is 20 minutes away. And that's like the, it, it's known for like all the waterways and bridges and all the lanterns. Beautiful. Um, that place. And then there's Misheng, which is a hour and a half away. And I think i've heard it before i think it's like more mountain ranges like nature and then there's hue which is another big central vietnam town city i guess which is two hours away so really great jumping off point um closer though uh is i guess this one kind of all melds together but there is this place that's about 10 minutes away, I think, from the resort called the Marble Mountains. I don't remember if I went there, but the Marble Mountains are a cluster of five hills of marble and limestone, and it's like topped with pagodas and hidden caves of Buddhist shrines. If you look up Vietnam Marble Mountains images on Google, it's pretty impressive. Like, it's not just like a tiny cave where you kind of have to duck in or anything like that. It's like huge caves where you look up at the Buddhist shrine. Wow. Um, That's really cool. It's really, it's really mm. cool. Um, and then the other, I guess, destination place is called Bana Hills. I don't know if either of you heard of it. I don't know mm. if it's new or if it's old and they kind of like renewed it. Um, but have you seen pictures or heard of like the hand bridge yes. or like the yes. golden bridge? Okay. So that's where that is. Okay. So yeah, it's just very interesting. Bana Hills, like I said, I don't know if it's new or old or what, but it's like they created this tourist destination. Um, so I was reading this article, a Forbes article that said Bana Hills is a cross between Disney's Epcot, a French ski resort, and a Buddhist monk retreat. 
because mm-hmm. it's just so much going on. They have like cable cars. They have that bridge that I was talking about. Um, and they have almost an exact replica of Hoi Ang's like waterways and everything. And then they even have an amusement park and they have like French gardens all on top of a mountain. It's a lot. <laughs> so there's tons to do there. So the Golden Bridge that I was talking about earlier, if you haven't seen it, it's that for sure is new, newer within the last like five, 10 years, I'd say that they built. And it is a bridge. I'm pretty sure it's like just goes out and then comes, it loops back around um, from the edge of the mountain. And it's a bridge that's gold hence Golden Bridge. But the cool thing is that they built like these gigantic hands to look like the hands were supporting the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, it's funny you see in like a BuzzFeed article of like these cool yes. places. I've seen that hand bridge. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they built it literally for the social media people. Like that's what everyone does. They these days. You gotta have exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Locales. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So that's like a huge thing um, there. And then, the amusement park is surprisingly like there's a lot going on they call it fantasy park i don't know if there's another name for it but not only is it like your typical amusement park rides but there's also like an arcade and like water stuff and it's just like they put everything in one place for you to enjoy beautiful um yes so I have to tell you, Vietnam is one of my favorite places in the world, and it's somewhere I really, really look forward to going back to. And I've not been to Da Nang, so that's one area like I've got high on my list. Yes. Yeah. I And like on top of all that, the I guess just the place that it is because it's a coastal town and central, it's cooler. Like the t- It's not so oppressively humid, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Yeah. I don't know how many that was. My factoids kind of all melted enough. together. It was just called one, two plus. <laughs> one, two plus. Yes. <laughs> we're going to redeem it again. <laughs> By the way, what you were saying, Emily, about that is just like a bunch of social media influencers. Mm-hmm. Have you have you guys seen the traveling under the social influence video? No, no. Do I want to? Okay, so. So, like, there's a New Zealand advertising for, you know, come to New Zealand. And they got one of their local comedians to do a series called Traveling Under the Social Influence. And he looks like he's a park ranger. And he's, like, on an emergency call. It's like, oh, my God, um, this is an emergency. I got to get up here. And and he, it's like he's climbing up a hill. And there's, like, a person on top of the hill with his arms kind of straight out trying to take a selfie. It's like, no, 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 no social f- photos like that. And there's like, Oh, anyways, it just reminded me of that video. You gotta see it. Is it just like a bit on YouTube or is it like a whole? Thing? It's actually a commercial. It's oh, like it's a, a commercial. two and a half, two and a half minute commercial of him, like stopping social media influencers <laughs> from taking, you know, like the picture, like on the top of a mountain, yes. you know, and all those like cliche photos that you see on Instagram, you know? Oh, so, yeah. so it's, it's really kind of cool. I mean, it's really funny if you have a chance, <laughs> I'll send it out to you. It's okay. called traveling under the social influence. <laughs> so I'm up. You're up. You're up. You're up. All right. So, so 
I have stayed in a lot of notable places, and that I mean notable in a good and bad way. <laughs> um, and I mean, originally, I wanted, I mean, I feel like it's easy to choose things like the overwater hut in Tahiti or whatever, but um, I want to add a little diversity to our selection here. And I'm actually going to discuss a hostel. Um, there are notable places that are not just, you know, five-star beautiful locations. Um, and it's funny because this is one of the first places that comes to mind whenever somebody asks me about like a fun place that I've stayed or one of my favorite places that I've stayed. It was a cheap hostel and it, it still to this day is like some of my best memories were like when we stayed there. So, um, this place, it's called the check-in. And if you can guess where it is, it's in That's so funny. Czech Republic. It. It's spelled Czech, C-E-C-H, check-in. And it was when I was a broke college student and we were going to Prague and just looking for a hostel and we kind of stumbled across this one and we just loved it. And it was really this hostel that just made me feel like the dream job is to like own a hostel and always like live in a hostel environment. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't mean it like that. Um, and like be around travelers and have fun like that. So, um, so this place in particular, when you are staying in a hostel, generally you're younger or generally you're have less money. And generally you really want to meet people from all around the world and have a good time. And it's really a hostel that can facilitate that environment. And that was exactly what this place did. So first of all, very clean, very nice. I have stayed in some grim hostels. This one, I mean, borderline hotel, except, you know, there are like the dorm style rooms and things like that. Um, good location. It was walkable. Um, but they have the best common areas. They had a bar. They have apparently when I'm looking at their website now, they have like karaoke hours and stuff like that where it was just so prime for people to all meet up together. And I remember my friend that I traveled with, our like whole, our agenda was like, you know, we go out and see the city and then at night we're going to go have dinner at the hotel, at the hostel and just see who we meet and see who we bonded with at the bar. And then we would go hang out with whoever we were with like that night. It was so much fun, super fun location. Um, and now that I'm looking at it too, I mean, this place is legit. They have all of these awards, the 2019 Traveler's Choice Awards from TripAdvisor, most popular hostel in Prague from Hostel World, a member of Europe's famous hostels. And we stayed here before it had these accolades. So oh, wow. <laughs> it's really gotten better, I'm sure. Um, but it's just the perfect mix of affordable, um, nice and really fun. Um, it, it, if you're someone who travels hostels, this is a great place to go. And you're in a fun city like Prague too. Um, so I don't know if the hostel really has any fun facts other than it has those awards and it's like a hostel. Um, but I found some really neat things about Prague that I didn't know when I was there. So one is that they have beer spas. So you can bathe in beer and drink unlimited amounts, hopefully not drinking what you're saying here oh, yeah. <laughs> from a separate barrel. Um, apparently the high hop oil content in the beer helps to open your pores and have a more glowing appearance. 
Oh, okay. I was going to ask, what is the benefit? Yeah. It also supposedly helps improve immunity, stimulate metabolism, and ease stress. Well, we knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's one fun reason to go to Prague. And it also has the world's, um, or not the world, sorry, Central Europe's biggest nightclub. And I do remember we went there, and it's like a five-story club. Whoa. And they literally do all over. It's like Central Europe's biggest nightclub. And I just remember laughing that that was like an accolade. But it is, and they're very proud of it. Um and we know Prague is historic and beautiful in Eastern Europe. So there is so much for every traveler in Prague to come see. Um, and if you guys know, they have a very famous astrological clock that's built there um, that is really beautiful. And apparently, according to legend, um, the person who built their astronomical clock, Hainus Carolinum, he was blinded by the old town counselors with a hot poker. They did oh this gosh. out of fear that he would recreate the clock in another city and make this one less famous and unique. No way. However, an exact replica exists in Seoul, South Korea. All <laughs> 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 oh, that poor man. <clears throat> and um, I don't know if anyone's a fan of the movie Amadeus. I am. I love that movie. Oh, we- <laughs> About Mozart. Tom Holtz. What'd you say? Tom Holtz. Yes, yes. Yeah. What has he done since then? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. It, it's a Milos Forman movie, but um, obviously. No, he's done a few things, but yeah. not not too notable. Um, about Mozart, who was Austrian, and a lot of it is Salzburg and Vienna. However, the movie was filmed in Prague, so that's fun. If you like that whole aesthetic and environment, to want to go see it, so. If you are on the high end or the low end with your budget, there is something for everyone. Agreed. That's what I wanted to say. So I still resent that I'm getting older, that I like will feel out of place at a hostel because I have some of the best memories from when I stayed in hostels and just met up with random people and had fun. And Have you ever been in a hostel with any seen older travelers? Oh, yeah. And I was always like, what are you doing <laughs> because no i mean that i'm i know i feel bad but it was clearly like like families who just wanted to keep to themselves like they weren't Uh, socialized it was really a budgetary concern so it was kind of like oh you poor (laughs) i'm horrible um but i've seen older people who who hang out with younger folk it it can happen yeah i know i i haven't stayed in a hostel and I'm older folk, so I hadn't stayed in a hostel in maybe like 30 years, you know, or something like that. Well, so I was just wondering. If you to stay in one again, I highly recommend the check-in. Obviously, Kristen said it. There are accommodations for all. We enjoy many of the places, regardless if it's a five-star hotel or a five-star hostel. hostel. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for tuning into our Newly named one two three episode. Uh, we may inappropriately it- named. Yes, <laughs> uh, we may be renaming it to one two plus. One, two plus Stay three. tuned. We hope you enjoyed listening to our favorite accommodations that we've been to. Let us know what you think. You can contact us on our social media channels, where you can also find photos of our adventures from around the world 
interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older ones on Cuba, London, and of course, France. Hashtag meet us in Paris, to name a few. <laughs> meet us in Paris, this is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at CE uci.edu for the professional courses and thanks again for tuning in Bye. see you next time bye, bye.